Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about DNA evidence. Imagine one day that you're reading the classic fairy tale, Little Red Riding Hood. As you get to the climactic ending, you realize that this isn't the same version you read as a child. Instead, you read something like this. Little Red Riding Hood screamed. The woodcutter, hearing her screams, ran into the house. Then Little Red Riding Hood ran out, saved from the wolf, all the way back home. Later that day, the local village constable arrested the woodcutter under suspicions that he had killed Red's grandmother. Wait, what? Isn't the woodcutter the hero in this story? You can't believe that the local constable would even suspect that this had happened. But then you turn the page and read, During the Trial. DNA evidence was presented which linked the woodcutter to the crime. He was sentenced to life in prison. Well, if there was DNA evidence, surely that clinches it, right? I mean, DNA is... well, it's DNA, isn't it? But a small part of your brain is bothered by the fact that you don't actually know what DNA evidence means. So let's fix that. We'll see exactly what DNA evidence is, how it's used, and when it can go horribly wrong. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Betterment.com. Betterment offers users an easy way to invest. No prior investing experience is required. Users choose how to allocate their money between two preset baskets, a stock basket and a bond basket. Signing up takes less than five minutes, and money can be added or withdrawn at any time without a fee. Users who sign up at www.betterment.com slash everydayeinstein will receive a $25 account bonus for initial deposits of $250 or more. As you likely remember from my episode on the human genome, our DNA is made up of a series of four different kinds of nucleotides, or bases, which scientists have given the names guanine, adenine, thiamine, and cytosine, or G-A-T-C for short. There are 3.2 billion of these bases in the human genome, and while a good portion of these are the same for every person on the planet, there are certain bits of DNA that are highly variable between individuals. This variation comes because when your cells divide, they have to make copies of the DNA, and not all of those copies are perfect, and sometimes part of the DNA gets repeated. For example, one part of your DNA might be GCATATAT, but all of those ATs in a row can confuse the DNA copying machinery in your cells. So the copy ends up with GCATATATATAT instead. And while such errors can occasionally cause problems, most of the time they're no big deal. Now, as you probably know, you have two sets of chromosomes, one set from your mother and one set from your father. That means for a given bit of DNA, you've got two copies. Each of these copies, called alleles, differs from person to person. Imagine, for example, that your dad has version 1 and 2 of a certain allele, while your mom has version 3 and 4. This means that you'll either get version 1 and 3, 1 and 4, 2 and 3, or 2 and 4, a copy of one allele from each parent. Since sequencing the entire human genome is currently a very lengthy and expensive process, DNA evidence centers around looking at just certain sections of the DNA called markers 
and comparing the alleles of various suspects with the alleles found in the evidence. Scientists have identified the genetic markers which provide the best variation between individuals, reducing the likelihood that two individuals would have the same alleles for all the markers being analyzed. Now, looking at this explanation, it seems like DNA evidence is pretty foolproof. And it would be, if it were done consistently and properly in every case. Unfortunately, many studies have found that this doesn't actually happen. Let's go back to the Little Red Riding Hood case. Imagine that the Woodland Police came on the scene and find a dead wolf, a missing grandmother, and a woodcutter holding a very suspicious-looking axe. Knowing that DNA evidence will be crucial to solving the case, they start gathering up these items from the scene of the crime. They put the axe, grandmother's dressing gown, and a sample of the wolf's saliva into a bag and take them downtown to the crime lab for analysis. The lab finds Granny's DNA on the axe and concludes that the woodcutter did it. But the critical question is, how did Granny's DNA get on the woodcutter's axe? One possibility is that the woodcutter killed Granny with the axe. However, there are other possibilities as well. First, the crime lab that analyzed the DNA evidence might have forgotten to properly clean their instruments, so Granny's DNA wasn't originally on the axe at all. Or, since the police stored the axe in the same location as Granny's dressing gown, her DNA may have been transferred to the axe at that point. Third, Granny's DNA might not have been on the axe at all. Instead, a lab technician that was privy to the details of the case might have let his prejudice color the analysis. A fourth possibility is the lab which analyzed the DNA evidence may have used a statistical analysis that isn't recommended by experts in the field. Now, though our example is fictitious, all of these situations have occurred in real life. In addition, there are problems in being able to distinguish between the DNA samples of people that are very closely related, problems with DNA from certain cells degrading faster than other cells, and confounding effects that it can occur depending on the color of dye used in the analysis and the way the technicians choose to show the results of the analysis. Thanks again to our advertiser, Betterment.com. Betterment offers users an easy way to invest, no prior investing experience is required, and once again, it's really easy. You just allocate your money between two preset baskets, stocks and bonds, signing up takes less than five minutes, and you can add or withdraw money at any time without a fee. Betterment LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC-registered broker-dealer and member FINRA SIPC. Investments are not FDIC-insured. No bank guarantee may lose value. Investing in securities involves risk, and there's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment objectives and Betterment's charges and expenses. Not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy or sell securities in jurisdictions where Betterment and Betterment Securities are not registered. So what's our woodcutter to do? His best option at this point is to hire a good defense attorney who is familiar with DNA analysis and its limitations. In the long term, raised awareness of the limitations of DNA analysis could help prevent serious miscarriages of justice, but I'll let my quick and dirty tips colleague, Legal Lad, tackle that issue. If you liked today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. 
Xcheria University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.